that, um, I'm just going to do my introduction and then I'll introduce all of you and then we'll just get into it. Cool. Cool? Yep. Cool. There's already a problem. Hello and welcome. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> There's already an issue. Of course, it's my microphone. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last month's episode. At this point, I've been a little bit behind. But for those of you who are new to the show and have no idea who I am, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there is beer and soda in the fridge. Right now, we don't have any beer or soda. We have some waters. Feel free to take one if you want one. So I have today here three guests that are all involved in the food world on different degrees. Uh, and I'm going to introduce everybody now, and then we're just going to have ourselves a fun little chat about music and food and why we do what we do. Sounds good? Sounds sweet. Great. Cool. Yep. Since you spoke first, I'm going to introduce you. <laughs> so this is Matt Christie. He is the owner and chef at Streets on Carson in the South Side. Yes, sir, it is. <laughs> and to his right, we have Jamie Schubert. You uh, co-own a catering company? Right, actually. Huh? Facebook doesn't have my married last name. Oh, sorry. It's I okay. Asked. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> there was a girl from my high school with my uh, married last name, and right after I got married, I started. I, I changed my name on Facebook, and I started getting all these like really weird messages, like "You so owe me money just because you changed your Are profile you picture." <laughs> blah blah blah, and I'm like, "What the hell?" Like. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so, you gotta change that up. I have, uh, I have kept the uh, maiden name for <laughs> internet purposes. Shit. Oh my god! Of me not owing drug dealers money. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am really sorry. It's okay, <laughs> Jamie. Right? Rights. R e i t z. All right, rights. Okay. <sighs> Should have asked. It's okay. I was, too, I was too caught up in trying to figure out what it is exactly that you do because you said you co-own a catering company with yes. your mom. You work for Feed the Scene and there's some other nonprofit stuff you want to – we can dig a little bit more into that. But you make food and do you do stuff that is attached with music as well because Feed the Scene yes. is a thing for touring bands that we will get into. Yes. Cool. And then to my left, we have Steve LaRosa. Who is currently a grill cook at Umami in Lawrenceville and a entrepreneur mm -hmm. seeking to uh, eventually open up his own establishment. Indeed. And uh, I believe he likes music too. Very much so. Cool. <laughs> so we got music, we got aspiring business owners, we got business owners, we got people that make food for musicians and all the all that stuff, right? So this is a whole lot of things going on here. And what I kind of wanted to get into how I wanted to start this conversation off is just about starting food. And we'll start with – we're starting to get into making food. So we'll start with Matt. Yes, right? sir. Do you remember the first time that maybe you had made something that you thought was like, oh, wow, like I'm actually like not a bad fucking cook? <laughs> like, uh, like how how did it all start for you being a business owner now? Well, well, uh, for start start being a business owner and stuff like that. I mean, I just grinded for years. I never did nothing my whole life other than cook since I was a kid. Since I was like fifteen, it's all I wanted to do. Since I was like five years old, so I was always twiddling around in the kitchen and stuff growing up. And then when I turned fifteen, started doing it professionally and just grinded it out till I got to the point where I could do my own thing. You know? So and yeah, I mean, it, so it was more of a it wasn't necessarily like a 
like a passion to be a chef, and I don't mean that in like a bad way. But it was just like this was just what I fucking do, and but, I, well, I got good I mean, at it over it w- time. It was a passion. I yeah. mean, it, it wasn't something that just passed the time. I mean, my whole life, I never wanted to be a fireman, cop, astronaut, yeah. any of the normal shit kids say. I said chef from the gate. I took oh, okay. guidance counselors. I ain't taking foreign language classes, which was stupid at the time, <laughs> and stuff like that, and as well as typing and all those things that I really needed later on to be uh, executive chef and shit like that, I passed up when I was younger because I just thought I had to cook. So, I mean, it was a passion since I was younger. Tight. Yeah. So what about you, Jamie? When did you get into doing the cooking thing and realize that "Eh, I'm okay at it? Um, I mean, I grew up in an Italian family, so we just – There's an answer. It's in the DNA. (laughs) There was a a meme recently on the internet that – you know, when you're seasoning a dish, how does an Italian know when to stop? Whenever you hear your ancestors say, enough, child. <laughs> like, we don't follow recipes. We just kind of like, you know, throw shit together and hope for the best. And I, I mean, watching my grandmother make marinara sauce when I was a kid, it was it, it, literally like she heard her ancestors in her head. Like we don't, I, to this day, I seldom use recipes. Um, mostly everything is either yeah. from memory or just... Do it until it tastes good. Yeah. yeah. So um, never – I, I can't say growing up that I wanted to be a chef or ever work in food service. Um, <laughs> I just happened to trip, fall, and be really good at it. And uh, I, I don't know why. I Oddly enough, you mentioned it. I wanted to be a firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there ain't nothing wrong with that as long as you don't it, want to be was, a cop. Like, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, so I just – I always wanted to be a you know, civil servant and like – Somehow or another, I tripped and fell into music and food. I, I don't know how that happened, but I, I love the concept of like you know the fuck the recipe concept because yeah. a lot of that I see parallels to music because I record and do a lot of produce a lot of my own stuff. And if I'm like say I'm cooking a beat, let's say right, yeah, like you know I already know like what spices I need to put into this beat to make it taste good, right? Yeah, like I've yeah. been doing this for so long, like I can like you know I know by the way that. It's sounding, or we'll say the way it's smelling, or the way that uh, the the grid looks on the screen, or the way that the sauce is bubbling. I could tell when things are ready in its own sort of way. Yeah. Versus like following a recipe and like trying to time it, things. The and measure only things time out. I I ever really use them is with like when I uh, I, I get paid like commission to do cakes. I will with those yeah, because like so you think, use the, the, the <laughs> yeah, wrong amount of baking a, soda, the wrong amount of baking powder, you're either going to have a really big mess or a really ugly cake. So sure. Yeah. I, it's, I, you know, and even at that, it's still like, you know, you look at it. I mean, and I can look at a cake batter at this point and be like, nope, not right. You know, like I have to add this, but I still will use like a base recipe at this point. But I mean, I, even with music though, that's, you, you still have your base recipe. And, and unfortunately, you know, you still have your verse, chorus, verse, sure. bridge. And- we'll say we'll say this: like, if I were to have to take all my equipment and record a like a country rock band, I'd probably be going back and following some sort of instructions, or you know, looking at some tutorials again because that's just not what I'm used to. It's outside of my wheelhouse. Gotcha. But you know, I know what I'm good at, and then whenever I am working on those things, I just kind of, you know, it's all up here because I've been doing it for so long. It's second nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Steve? So I kind of – I've always cooked when I was a kid. Like, you know, I was always in the kitchen helping mom out and all that sort of stuff. But um, even through college, like I had, you know, various jobs in kitchens and stuff like that. Once I graduated though, um, 
I, I graduated college in the fall of 2008 and it didn't matter what degree you had. You were just not getting a job, period, because the economy <laughs> was just shit. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what were you in college for, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I ended up with a degree in religious studies with a minor in East Asian studies. Okay. But um, I actually went for international business with a minor in Japanese. Um, wow. Funny how that worked out. That's but, really um, interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> real, real shit. That's interesting. Yeah, we just thought we were cool. Yeah. yeah it, 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 it's a long story for another podcast. But um, – <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like once I got out, I figured like, well, the thing that I have the most experience in is food, um, and that's pretty much the only thing people are really hiring for right now is experience. So I figured I've managed, I'd managed to get my way into the food industry. So I ended up um, getting a uh, job as a cook in a nursing home in, in Monroeville, and eventually the um, the head chef there ended up uh, just quitting one day, and I suddenly had like a lot of a lot more freedom to do what I wanted in the kitchen. And it was great because like the, the the chef lied to me, like to my face. He's like, "Oh yeah, we do everything from scratch here." No, everything came from a can. Mm. I'm just like, "No, nah, this is bullshit." <laughs> um, so like, I ended up fixing up a lot of the recipes, um, and a lot of the residents at the nursing home really appreciated that the stuff was sure, yeah. you know, a much better quality. And I kind of figured like, you know, I could be serving someone their last meal here, you know. Any any of these people could just drop dead so, any moment. Yeah. Take you know, pride in what you're doing, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know? e- exactly. So, like, if that's the case, you know, why not make someone's last meal really good? So, I, once I figured that out and figured that I could do that, I figured, you know, I could definitely make a career out of this and just kept going. That's some heavy shit, though, to think about that. Like, Isn't it, though? <laughs> like, like, you know, this could be the last one they ever have, like. That's a true a, story. It, it, we had a guy had a heart attack in the uh, the restaurant I was the head cook at. He had a heart attack in the middle of the dining room, and ambulance came, what have you. And uh, two days later, his wife sent me uh, a, an edible arrangement. Which, <laughs> if you're ever going to send anybody anything, send them an edible arrangement. Don't send flowers. You yeah, can't eat them. It's way better. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like it was like what you were saying. Like it was like literally sitting there. I'm there performing CPR on this guy, and like we're waiting for the ambulance to show up and. That could have been that guy's last meal. Luckily, he did make it. Oh, nice. But like, it was like, like you were saying, it was like, you get that like cold hard dose of uh, this could be somebody's last meal. Like, mm-hmm. I actually shit. had, uh, when I lived in Philly for like five years, I ran this high end catering company. And uh, I had this little old lady come in and had me plan her whole wake out, everything. She rented out this classical theater in Ambler, PA, the Ambler Theater. Her favorite movie. That is a great Picked venue. the whole menu, all this shit, right? And then like three, four years went by and it was my last year. I was in Philly. Like my boss came out and was like, hey, Matt. He's like, remember the thing you planned with uh, the old lady at the Ambler? I was like, yeah. He was like, she passed away. It's time to go do the job. And I was like, and I mean, like, real damn, shit. yeah, it gives me goosebumps now and stuff like that. Like that was wild. And that the lady planned her whole wake out for her and stuff. And then I actually was around long enough that. I got to perform it and shit like that. I was like, that's wild. That's like, like, <laughs> like, like, that alone like blew my mind back then. I was like, that's crazy. That's, that's su- a real crazy. That's thing. super wild. Nobody's ever asked me to uh, like write a song for a funeral or anything like that. I've never been. Like, I've never been. I've never been asked to perform anything <laughs> like that. Uh, but hey, who knows? Hey, there's still plenty of time left. Our, our generation's real weird. They'll probably be <laughs> requesting some crazy stuff. And oh yeah, <laughs> in, I want in the future. a uh, unicorn. Uh, mechanical bull <laughs> at my wake. I want this shit to be. Fun. Oh yeah, we're gonna be. Uh, you're gonna be seeing. I'm, I'm gonna go you're gonna DJ. Uh, I'm it. gonna get a gun. I'm gonna be buried in like a, a teenage mutant ninja turtles van replica. 
You're gonna. It's gonna be tight. That will be amazing. That's gonna be tight. So now with cooking, I want to kind of focus in on styles because we had talked about that briefly. Where I was talking about, uh, you know, I couldn't just make a country rock song or anything like that. Um, I'll start with you, Matt, because the only experience that I have with your food would be the food at Streets on Carson, which is like all over the fucking map in terms of like styles. But so where did that come from? Actually, that's the first time I've ever done anything like this. I'm like a classically French trained dude. Like, like <laughs> used to do white tablecloths my whole career, <laughs> fought people to never make sandwiches, said I don't do that shit and stuff like that. <laughs> and then uh, got my chance at my own place. I'm lived in the South side for like almost like 17 years. And I was like, I know what goes down there. I've served $30 entrees down there. It's a hard go. So I just kind of know my niche and where I'm at. But Going back to what you initially asked, like about like following recipes and stuff, it it was something I never did, and like now I do like a cool thing where I research all these cultures and all these places all over the world, and then when I find the cool thing in that culture, I research crazy on how it's authentically prepared in that culture. Like just today before I came here, I was ordering some crazy Lakota hot sauce shit from Bolivia. You know what I mean? So like my career changed up a lot in that. Like I was classically trained, did all this shit, like worked in these places. And then now I'm a recipe follower essentially, but not quite. You yeah. still make it as dope as you possibly can. And it shows in the end. Well, I think that's the, the cool thing is just like streets on Carson's a really unique experience. Yeah. And I think that like, obviously something like that would work really well in Southside, but I just think in general in Pittsburgh, like there wasn't anything like that. Yeah. So and it was really cool. Honestly, I was shook. I was like, man, it'll be a year before someone bites my style and opens another street food restaurant and hasn't happened yet. And I'm almost three years in. So I've been fortunate. Well, I think that there's sometimes when there's certain styles, I think that just like with certain bands, there are some bands that are really good yeah. and nobody will bite their style because it's just too hard to bite it. Yeah. If you think of a band like uh, the first one that's coming to mind would be like System of a Down, right? Mm-hmm. Like nobody ever sounded like that band just because no. they were too all over the place. Like you would need to like – that's not something you can just like copy. And the thing is the whole street food thing's hot all over the world and I wanted a food truck – and the laws in Pittsburgh suck on that. So do they? Yeah, they're horrible. awful. Yeah, I want to know. Why do we have too? so many food yeah. trucks now? <laughs> then it's, it's well, impossible to operate. They're compliant, so, so motherfuckers. Like, they've they've actually eased up on the laws in the past couple of years, but they're still ridiculous. It's getting the permitting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. But uh, that that easement of the, of the laws a couple of years ago has made it easier for you to actually get one going. But there's still a whole lot of bullshit you have yeah, to go with through. Where you can you're go, only allowed to be in the operate. same place for like. Two hours at a time. 500 feet from a business that yeah. serves the same thing as you. I had some dude try to pull up on the side of my business down there. I had to check like two weeks ago. I'm like, what do you think? You're the smartest dude in the world and you don't see no other food trucks down here? You're not allowed on Carson Street. You're not allowed on like Fifth Ave. The way people operate is they have friends that have other businesses. Oh, yeah. And they pull up They like outside. go to like breweries yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 You just can't freely That's maneuver That's what they just opened the, the food truck park down in Millvale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and even at that, they're only allowed to operate like certain hours. It's yeah. crazy. Yep. Like they, they've made it just almost impossible. Like, you know, even getting the permitting now is – Once so a while year, they've eased up January. on the laws, <laughs> the permitting is still impossible to get. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that is rough. And even though you have to abide by the thing like where if we were both serving the same type of cuisine yep. as food truck owners, 
we can't park within yeah. so many feet of each it's other. It's like 500 or something, I yeah, remember. Yeah, and then you're only allowed to ago. be in the same location for X amount of hours, X amount of hours a week You can't total. freely operate and move around. Like, there's just so many loopholes and shit. And, it was, and to me, it was like, this is a busted deal. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to do it. It's not worth it. It's yeah. not worth it. So On top of I that, there's like no commissaries or anything to support any of the trucks Real at all. Real shit. There's me and my one. wife. We were just talking about that because we talk about like opening another spot and stuff like that. We were like, nobody owns a commissary kitchen where all these trucks come and prep shit. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Instead of they exist, they're just on the down low. You know, <laughs> I would assume so. That's like where it's at. You know, yeah, what it's I mean? nothing like you'd see in like LA or Austin, you get a place that can service like 25, 30 trucks at yeah. a time. You know, yep. and yeah. that's what you need to have an actual scene. Real, yeah. Yep. Very For sure, Pittsburgh get that. it's because Pittsburgh has prevented that scene from happening. Yep. Yeah, so it's kind of funny thinking about. And I want to dig more. I want. I don't want to forget about asking about the styles of food that you two are mm-hmm. kind of came up in and what you're into. But I'm finding a more interesting thing here, where like the Pittsburgh, we'll say the Pittsburgh DIY food scene, this food truck scene, is getting like the same kind of a bad rep that the underground Pittsburgh music scene gets, where it's like it doesn't feel like the city wants people that want to do things outside of the grid. They don't mm-hmm. really want to yeah. laws and they're not willing to change them yeah. or evolve with the times. Just like mm-hmm. silly noise ordinance things and things like that. And there's this <laughs> whole, uh, the Pittsburgh music ecosystem project, which is a thing now that the cultural trust is doing. I've been reading about this. But it's really just kind of benefiting like the folk band that wants to play it outside at the craft brewery <laughs> that's surrounded by the houses. You know what I mean? It's not really like you helping. You mean the Lumineers? Like, no, I mean, you know, well, Pittsburgh's Lumineers. <laughs> the, the cover band. <laughs> Whoever they may be. Tribute band, I'm yeah. sorry. Tribute. Whoever they may be. But um, it's a lot more benefiting them and it's not really affecting anything with like nightclubs or yeah. people that are in like like the like a hip hop scene or a metal scene or a hard rock scene or punk. Like, you know, they Something don't like, have any interest. Like with the James Street Speakeasy. That's the first know, thing I was thinking ago, of too. Like, Bunch of people playing jazz in a basement in a great restaurant. Like, there's no way that's actually disturbing someone, but someone invoked that noise ordinance crap on them, and the restaurant had to shut down because via an antiquated law. Exactly. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's one we, we live in a commonwealth. We don't <laughs> yeah. live in a state. We live in a commonwealth, and there's only three of them that still exist in the United States. And if you look at laws in Virginia, Pennsylvania, or Massachusetts compared to Maryland or Ohio, you, you look at those laws. Like you have to figure, Virginia, the border between Virginia and Pennsylvania is Maryland. And you look at the laws pertaining to both of the matters that we're discussing today, and it would blow your mind, like looking at how just antiquated (laughs) and, uh, yeah, ass backwards they are. And it's almost like they're preventing the commerce and they're preventing the, the, I don't want to say tax dollars because, like, it, it is what it is, but, like, change the law and maybe you'll benefit from it. Yeah. That, I mean, even if you're like, well, Pennsylvania, I mean, look at our entertainment tax. Yeah. You're still profiting from it, but you're preventing that tax profit by disallowing things. That How much money was the state bringing in off of James Street? Mm-hmm. And they're preventing it by shutting it down because of a technicality. One shitty is, neighbor. Yeah. One shitty technicality. neighbor. Well, there, there's all kinds of stuff. I like, remember. How does that happen? How does a business get floored and shut down that's a successful 
business in a neighborhood where there's not a ton of successful businesses. It's starting to come around now, but it's sad to think that James Street, a place that's been awesome for music, food, everything for years. But I feel like them shutting down is, is going to chase away, like you were saying about opening a second location. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you going to go to that neighborhood now? Absolutely not. Yeah. So all it is doing is that <laughs> one neighbor, Street, that you know one I mean? neighbor chased away prospective business. Yep. And now that it's not, now the guy owns the place, Karma, down in the south side. Not anymore. Not anymore. Oh, really? He's already out of that? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. He was working out of uh, two other venues, too. Like, oh, just really? kind of like, he was essentially like, for lack of a better way of putting it, uh, freelancing and yeah. not doing that either. Wow. I think that, you know, and Kevin is actually somebody I'm going to get on the show at some point in time. If you're watching, I know he watches. I'm going to get you on. But, uh, <laughs> You know, I think that you know, there's also like how much bullshit can a person take at the same time. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. probably could fight it, and I think he did for a while. He probably could have kept fighting it, but you know, maybe he was for like a year. From yeah, but maybe what I understand. it's just one of those things yeah. where it's like I don't know, just thrown in the towel. I guess there's only so much stress a human being could take or responsibility. You know, yeah. it's rough. and then you force them in the South Side, where you know, basically they're just shutting South Side down. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm, I've gotten to that point in my life where I'm like, oh, you want me to go to Southside? There's nowhere for me to park my car. Right. Taking an Uber or Lyft from Lawrenceville to Southside is outrageous. They're like, they just keep taking away the public parking and it's now it's, they're towing everybody and I'm just like. And you should see it too. They come down. They come down they at ten o'clock. Deep, deep. Yep. Chester comes down like five deep flat beds and just hooks them all. I was at a show at the Rex Theater, and I uh, one of my friends works there, and he's like, "Oh, you can park out where the buses park. There isn't any buses or anything oh, tonight." Man. He's like, "Just move the barrel," and I was like, "Okay, fine." And I was outside. I was smoking a cigarette, and I just watched McGann and Chester roll fucking deep. Just start. Yeah. I mean, and they were hooked and gone in a minute and a half flat, like Unreal. ninety seconds and, gone with and somebody's car. And the thing car. is, that's like, like it's like a buck fifty at McGann and Chester, and then the Jake puts like a buck fifty on your car too. So it's like a three hundred dollar. And then if it's a Saturday night oh and God. it has to sit there on Sunday when they're closed, and when you see fifty, <laughs> and the funny thing is, it's the people that aren't from around here that don't know it. So it's all these kids from Wexford and Robinson. Yeah, <laughs> you're like sitting there at two thirty in the morning, screaming, pointing at the sign when I'm walking home. Like, yep. <laughs> this is why we I laugh. Just, we laugh all the time because it's yeah. like, bro, like, sorry, man. It's yeah. going to be all right. Better get that Uber to Mechanicaster and get your yeah. car out for 300 bills. <laughs> it's really super duper raw. Yeah, they've gotten, it's crazy. They've gotten brutal in the South Side lately. It's been a lot of bad laws. There's finally uh, a dude running against uh, our city councilman and stuff that put all that. So he's been running opposed the past two times. And now some guy's running against them. Nice. So it's a good thing. Hoping for change. Hoping for change. Hopefully. Because <laughs> I really miss D's Cafe. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's fine. I, I used to live in that. that place. Like the bar still had a permanent imprint of my ass. Yeah. Like I'd get off work. I'd go in there still greasy as fuck from the kitchen. That's it. And I would just sit there and bullshit with MJ all night. That's and, my girl. <laughs> and just, real shit. My, my ass is still probably imprinted there. Why would you work at down there? I didn't work in Southside. Oh, you didn't work? You just came over to D's? Yes, Sick. because I loved that bar. Yeah. Hey, three fifty mini pitchers of Paps all day. You know <laughs> right? I mean? Two dollar beer Say of the no month. More. <laughs> Say no more. Tight. All right. So let's 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 get back on a, a positive 
let's get more into positive things because right. we could probably complain about Southside yeah, for yeah, like yeah, 10 yeah. fucking years. <laughs> I could but, go on. So with uh, Steve and getting into cooking, you mentioned now you take over this kitchen and you're getting to alter some recipes and do your kind of thing. Like where uh-huh. did you find your voice in cooking ultimately? You went from a, a kitchen in Monroeville at uh-huh. a nursing home, right? Yeah. And like now you are working at Umami. And I imagine yes. those are two very different kitchens indeed <laughs> they're so, very different and mm-hmm. you're also you were talking about how you're looking into like opening up your own place eventually so yep. like what is that going to be compared to where you are now and where you came from it's just a very like wild yeah like so path. i think the best place to start is um the place that i'm uh, that i'm trying to open up it's kind of a culmination of all my experience with home cooking and family recipes compiled with everything that I've learned in the industry, you know, just kind of, you know, grounding it out through the past like 10 years in Pittsburgh. And, um, the main like theme of the restaurant is going to be, uh, soul, uh, American soul food. And it's going to have like a nice, like laid back jazz theme and everything like that. And that's, it's it's essentially me. Um, Got it. Yeah, I'm 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 very laid back jazz type person, but it also it's also an opportunity to showcase everything that I've learned, and and I'm able to apply in this um, atmosphere as well as far as food goes. Sure. So whenever you're cooking, do you think about jazz in the in that free form? Like, A little bit. Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. Yeah. That's tight. Yeah, but um, I do like other genres too. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> jazz is definitely near the top of the list. I love it. Cool. And then Jamie, I'm assuming Italian food. That's kind of what you had mentioned, but I could be wrong. Um, breakfast food. I, I love See? doing like breakfast foods. Um, it, it, as simple as they can be, but also the, as complex as they can be. Like making hollandaise sauce from scratch is probably my favorite thing. Yeah, like I. I will go to any restaurant and just be like, this hollandaise sucks. You know, like <laughs> I'm not even joking. Yeah. You ask my wife, I judge a good restaurant yeah. on a Bernays. Yeah. Her, this is a perfect segue. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm no, it's like literally like what I was gonna what I wanted to get into was I think about as a performer, mu- like a musician, when I'm at other shows or if I'm listening to people's music, I like I can't turn off this criticism in my brain. And I was going to ask all of you about how you deal with that. Because I feel like it has to be inevitable. You're not always eating the food that you make, right? Yeah. So when yeah. somebody, no. when you're eating food that somebody else made, are you able to turn off that criticism? Or do you find yourself very like mm-hmm. just judgmental of everything you eat? It would depend on what it is. If yeah. it's something that I don't feel I excel at making, like I love um, like pans, like anything pretty much pan seared, I'm fucking terrible at doing it. Sure. I, I don't know why I cannot sear a goddamn meat if my life depended on it. But like if somebody else does it, awesome. Yes, you know, but then there's things that I make that I like make, a hollandaise sauce. I make really well and <laughs> am I a little critical? The five-star restaurant downtown at the Omni William Penn, their hollandaise sucks. Just so you know, <laughs> it's from a box. It's Nors. Oh God! Just FYI, don't pay money for that kind of stuff. But that's Just actually saying. like 
That's actually what I was thinking was that there's degrees to it. Because I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm a hater. Like, through and through. <laughs> I will tear like, you like, apart. I'll talk shit fucking a mile long. But the thing is, it's like, it's all about what you're paying for. If I'm going to someplace and I'm shelling out big money and I feel what you make is subpar, like, yeah, I'll sit there and tear it apart. No, I don't ever say nothing to nobody, but I mean, I'll sit there with my wife and we'll just, meh, 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 you know, but. You know, it, you'll talk shit silently amongst yeah, yourselves. Yeah. How mm-hmm. it's supposed to be done. And then you, you will go prick. home and yeah. you will voice your shit on Yelp like a grown ass <laughs> millennial adult should. Oh, man. No, I don't, I don't even have a Yelp app, real shit. I but don't like, either. I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I, but, but it, it depends on what you're paying for. If I, I'm appreciative of any meal I don't ever touch, but at the same time, like, Come correct and stay in your lane. You know what I mean? If if I'm going to get a cheeseburger for ten dollars, I know what I'm getting. It's a cheese dip burger for ten bucks. You know yeah. what I mean? If I'm going to McDonald's, I know what I'm getting. I'm not going and spending big money on a meal and having you Sometimes some of the, the, the best meals you have though are, you know, from a food truck that you paid two or three bucks shit. for. Absolutely. You know, and honest with you. Like that's yeah. that's the I mean, truth. It's some of the best food I've ever eaten in my life was, you know, I, I Barely paid for, you know, and it's like, I didn't pay you enough for this. This is the most delicious thing I've ever put in my face. And (laughs) definitely, I feel that pretty much most of my favorite food is like subjectively bad food. I think, but I like good versions of it, you know what I mean? Like, absolutely, you're gonna ask me, like, like my my favorite food, I just like, I love sandwiches, I love Thai food and Mexican Mm. food. Like, these aren't like culinary maybe some thai stuff could be kind of wild i'm not sure but i mean i just it's a bunch of noodles and veggies and fucking sauce you know what i mean like so it's like objectively like not classy food i've never i've never been into that stuff i that's more like a date night thing with the wife you know what i mean kind of thing but i mean i'm the king of frozen pizzas and 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 cadoba what i ate before i came here you know what i mean i made count chocula which by the way i appreciate your shirt Uh, i made count chocula and ramen noodles for dinner last night like we're talking like you know the 19 cents a pack ramen noodles i didn't make no fancy shit velveeta and a cheesesteak while i was drunk like that's (laughs) exactly that's just the you nature cook food of food all day, every day. Yeah. That's the like, last thing you want to do. We make all this amazing, glorious food in the restaurant, but we go home. Every last one of us eats shit. I cheap, guarantee you, cheapest shit yeah. ever. <laughs> and I love it. I love every bit of it. Love every. There's bit something of it. to be said for uh, maybe comfort food. Would we call it yeah. or just fat ass food? I yeah. don't know. Like Stuff sheets MTO. <laughs> sheets MTO saves my life yeah, that's all it. the time. That's it. But I, I, it's funny. But I could still find myself, even though. My tastes in food are very lowbrow. Mm-hmm. I could still definitely be very snotty about the most lowbrow things. I if don't know you why. Fuck up macaroni and cheese. <laughs> sure, yeah. Quit your job. Yeah. <laughs> just quit your job. I just, I just, I, I, I find I relate a lot to what you're saying, Matt. In terms of if I'm somewhere and I'm out with my girlfriend or whoever, and if I'm paying like. 15 bucks for a plate of food. Like, I want it to be like yeah. pretty good. Like, I want yeah. it to at least taste like somebody gave a shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause, like, a lot of the time, if I'm out and if I have like 10 bucks to spend on food, I probably have 15 or 20. And I'll spend yeah. the extra money if it's, I know I'm, yep. you know, if I'm getting something good and I'm supporting a business at a, you know, like, I'm, I'm fine willing with to, that. I'm willing to pay for good food. Yeah. And it, like, I mean, I don't know. I, I would rather pay, like like you said, like an extra few dollars for something that I know is going to be good as opposed to like being a cheapskate and getting something that I'm just going to be like, 
well, this was mediocre. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Steve, how are you with judging food that you eat? <laughs> um, I, 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 I try not to, but every so often I kind of have to. Like there's a, a few months ago I, I, I went to um, two of the other soul food restaurants in Pittsburgh and I figured, like, oh, dude, you could probably judge, you know, how good a soul food restaurant is by how good how they do fried chicken. How are you gonna fuck up fried chicken if you're a soul food restaurant? <laughs> yeah, I swear my to God, day one shit. <laughs> like, sure, I'm talking like boneless, skinless white meat. I'm just like, no, my God, how are you doing this? Like, it, and, and I didn't, you know, like rant about it like on Facebook or anything like that or on Yelp, but like to in in, in my head, I'm just like, dude, like. Wait, just, did you just no. say they did fried chicken? Yeah. But it was boneless, skinless, what? White meat, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And fried chicken. <laughs> I, 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 I know that this, some people are only going to hear this as audio. I wish you could see the look on my face right now. Yeah. Like, Those are chicken tenders? Yeah. like Go to that, Wendy's. The, the skin is the, like the, the entire key. point. It is the key. Chicken. Like, yeah. you, I, I get you want to be healthy, but like, if there's no such thing as healthy fried chicken, it's still chicken fried in oil. Like, I, I'm, the I'm thing still is, trying to wrap my head around this. Soul food and stuff, and not and not be like a you know, soul food is synonymous it, it, with big chicken unhealthy. tender. That's wild. Yeah, that's wild. That's yeah. real wild. <laughs> yeah, I, I was very disappointed. After this um, is over, you have to tell me where this place is so I know to stay away. Oh, there's two of them. But um, <laughs> delightful. <laughs> yeah, but normally, um, if I if if if, I, if I'm going to a restaurant, especially if 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 that style of food is not in my wheelhouse, then you know I will completely go in with an with an open mind and, and empty hands, and you know just enjoy it. Now. Outside of cooking, do any of us do anything creative or have any hobbies? I just retired from roller derby. Nice. Same. How'd you um, retire? Why? Yeah. Because I'm old as fuck. Okay. <laughs> Officially, <laughs> as of today, um, derby girls have a shelf life. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's, uh, thank you. It's uh, it's brutal on your body. Um, torn meniscus, torn Achilles tendon. Wow. Uh, Concussions. Yeah, that's wrong. Just it, it's brutal on your body, and unfortunately, I don't work in an industry where I can, I'm offered light duty. Or oh, yeah. if I were to get hurt in roller derby, I'd be screwed. It's mm-hmm. my company's not going to pay me because I got hurt skating around like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, making music and playing roller derby and uh, watching horror movies with my husband. Yeah. <laughs> so just I mean, not even horror, but mostly horror. It's that's October. Who, that's who he officially, is. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's who he is. He uh, he lives and breathes horror. So <laughs> I occasionally so. Uh, squeeze in a Mean Girls and <laughs> <laughs> Sex in the City movie there yeah. once in a while, and he bitches about it the whole time. But yeah, just I'm actually readjust- I'm like adjusting to life now with time for hobbies because roller derby was last five six years of my life. It was all consuming. Yeah. So. I'm- Readjusting, figuring out what to do. I haven't played in a band or anything in half a decade, so maybe now's the time to do the thing again. Yeah, you should. What about you, Matt? I mean, I guess being a business owner and I mean, it does, you have a, a, a small one on the way, right? Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Got, oh, thank you, thank you. We find out what it is tomorrow, so uh, everything's going to change real soon as of <laughs> February for with everything that goes on in life. Nice. But very excited about it. But other than that, like, do my business and I'm 
seven days a week. If I get a chance, I like ride my bike, walk a train track, drink a 40. Like, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, other than that. Maybe I'm going to try that as a hobby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like hey, that. I'll tell you what, it's fun as hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Steve? I'm way into like comics and anime and stuff. Um, I used to draw a lot, not so much anymore. I've been the past few years I've been wor- I've been I've been working on formulating business plans for startups and um, just getting better at, at cooking but um, yeah if if I've got a, you know a day off with no responsibilities or something like that yeah I am definitely sitting around playing Xbox or you know watching anime or Pornhub well <laughs> it always sneaks Maybe. why you gotta do them like that <laughs> why you gotta do them like that it's just who I am as a person I'm not gonna say I don't <laughs> but um yeah I mean I, I I just like to chill honestly yeah that's my super understandable now with I guess this is gonna kind of be something that's more focused for Matt because I'm curious about it yeah. but this might be something <laughs> that it'll It'll ping pong. I'm sure we can all contribute to this conversation. So, opening a business, right? Mm-hmm. And you're we're talking about you know you thought the place that you opened streets on Carson would do well in Southside, right? Like yeah. you had a a target demographic in mind. Did uh, you ever think about that when you were starting it, or did it just yeah, kind of fall oh, yeah. into place? Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Like you got to think about all that shit. Like I don't know. Like the, the restaurants vary me. And everything like that, and and all my friends and everything like that. But at the same time, like the money and the pricing and like the stuff business like that, of it, right? The yeah. business of it, you have to know your demographic. You have to know what you're shooting for. You have to know how much money people are willing to spend. People in Southside aren't coming down to a restaurant to drop 50, 60 bucks on a meal. They want to spend 20, 30 bucks. So nothing on my menu is over $15. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I keep it at that. You come in, get a drink, get a beer, you're out the door for 25 bucks. You do know you, what I mean? Do you have a problem sometimes? Is there ever anything that maybe you want to do? Because you like rotate menu items frequently enough, right? Yeah. Is there ever change in a couple of and uh, We do Halloween, Halloween and uh, Mother's Day is when I change. <laughs> so... Is there ever anything that you want to do that you stay away from because like you don't think you could sell it at a price point that would meet your demographic? I, I, I'll 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 be uh, completely honest with you. Like last winter menu, like I'm dropping my winter menu, like I said at the end of this month. But uh, I thought I got a little overzealous. Like I had like my small plates, I had my sandwiches and stuff like that, and then I put a couple uh, salads on there that I serve in mason jars and shit and. Uh, I was like, all right, that's cool. Maybe I can put like two small entrees on there and people will dig it. So I ran them as specials. And I did this like French lamb stew, this dobe, and then I did a apple cider braised pork shank, right? Now these were dishes I used to get like $30 for, $32 for in other restaurants. I was selling them for $19. They ran as specials, <laughs> were amazing. Like people bought the shit out of them. So I write them on the menu. They were the biggest failure of my entire career of oh, anything no. I ever put on my menu to the point where I like, think there's some mental thing with it being a special. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and I learned that like I tried to put just two small, see if I could go with putting a couple entrees on my menu. 
It was a flop, man. So how does that work? Is it a flop? Is it a flop because like you buy the inventory to make this shit, and then it's just sitting around and nobody's? Yeah, I mean, like I, 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 you know what you should be turning of it. Yeah, and it wasn't turning like that. Like I had to get into making like small batches of shit because you gotta keep it on hand, and like I don't freeze stuff and stuff but like that. But then when you so, run out like, of it, people are furious. Yeah, and then like you're always running out of it because you'll catch a night where you sell a bunch of things. You know what I mean? So it was. It was a real reality check, and it was one of like the biggest failures I ever did. And, like nobody would ever see it as a failure, but as me knowing it's it was a personal failure. It was bad planning. Well, sure. I mean, also, and plus, if you already have been open for some time, you've seen how mm-hmm. other things have done. And, and the thing is, not like I never have like dogs on my menu that just like, and that that those two were it. And it was like thirty dollar entrees. And they're so good, and it was like I sold them for nineteen bucks. Because I didn't want to break 20. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So just made like enough money on it, but like, whatever. Live and learn. Totally. There ain't none of that shit on this fucking time around. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll tell you that for sure. But all that stuff, it shows up. You know, it's that inventory and it's, and it's things on your uh, menu that aren't turning. So Trial and error. Yeah. And that's it. Live and learn, you know? With um, the catering and stuff, Jamie. That- yeah you do um what is like the menu that you offer is it more like traditional catering stuff or is it so with the the catering company that i run with my mom uh it's i would say american traditional it's your but we also have like a a disclaimer in there that if there's something that you want we will definitely make it as a, a trial we'll present it to you if you like what we've created we will make it for you and we will price it appropriately and like what, what have you? What um, kind of events do you typically do? Mostly weddings yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but with Feed the Scene, it's we're given riders typically that, you know, I'm given riders by band X that there's this allergy, there's this food aversion. It's a lot of vegans. Shockingly, not a lot. <laughs> it turns out nobody eats pork anymore. Okay. Yeah. Or oh, uh, white meat chicken. It's just dark meat. Um, that. But it's a, you know, we're given parameters X, Y, and Z, yeah. and we have to accommodate and create something that we're not creating a meal that is just for you, just for you, just for you. We have to cater it so that it's going to fit in these parameters and please everybody. Yeah. So it's, there's, there's, th- that it's seems kind of stressful. It is. It's, uh, it's been tricky. Um, there's been, uh, also like, you know, uh, so Rachel's mom had this recipe for this really, really great rainbow chicken and it was with chicken breasts, but we had to make it with chicken thighs and we had to eliminate this and add this because of food, you know, dietary restrictions, whatever. And then, so we were given, uh, a rider that was for this group and, uh, one person decided that they were going to go keto. And did not convey this. And it was, fuck. You know, like, <laughs> completely redo the damn menu. We got to redo the whole thing. Just throw it out. Start over. Like, you know, so you're, it, it's very different worlds working with, you know, both of those companies that I'm given parameters with one. And then with the other one, it's kind of creative control that, yeah. you know, it is an American traditional menu, but we make everything from scratch. We don't. You know, I'm not making your mom's recipe. If you're ordering it, we're going to make it. And if you like it, awesome. But I'm not going to sit there and measure out and multiply to make your mom's recipe. 
with the feed your scene and feed doing the scene. feed the scene. I'm sorry. Yes. Feed the scene and the thank you for correcting me. You're really I'm an you're asshole. good at this. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Well, if people want to find us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, <laughs> feed the scene. We're based out of Baltimore, Maryland. With feed the scene and tour riders and things like that. Do you ever have to deal with any like overly diva mentalities? Dear God. we're not going to name any names but it has happened uh not i I don't want to say overly but to me i guess they are paying for a service that you are providing so they want something no no. we're actually paying them (laughs) so okay well we do so feed the scene is a nonprofit. okay people don't pay us we have catered one wedding it was a a friend of uh, Rachel's, um, we did her wedding. She loved Rachel's cooking. And uh, so that was the only event that we were really actually like paid for. Um, but we were a nonprofit. So like we book tours, not tour. We don't book tours. We book like when bands are coming through Baltimore or DC, we'll book them a show and then we provide them food and housing. Um, and it, it's for free. We don't want money. We, and you still get diva attitudes. Well, we recently kind of <laughs> we expanded our horizons recently, Fair enough. and um, started working with like high end, not high end, Jesus Christ, uh, big name hip hop. Okay, and we do get a little bit of it, but not much. It, it's we haven't had anything that was really, really, really terrible. Cool. Uh, we we've had one problem person, and he wasn't even one of the artists. He was like one of their entourage, and he was kind of an <laughs> asshole. And it was just, dude. You're not. You're that other guy, bro. Chill out. I don't even know your name. <laughs> yeah. You are that other guy. You're, not, you're the other dude, bro. You need to stay in your lane. And he tried saying that he was so and so, and I was like, "No, you're not. I know who that is. <laughs> don't take the little white girl as an idiot. Yeah. I know who that is. You are not him. I'm sorry, but it's it's mostly it's been great. We've uh, nothing but high praise and wonderful compliments from some of the biggest names in hip hop, which is. Insane to me that you know, you know, I have this person being like, that is some of the best food I've ever had, and it's just like, you've eaten at some of the like highest class, fanciest restaurants in the world, and you're saying that that's as good as your mama's cooking. Like that's one of the compliments that was as good as my mama's. Like, if you're gonna give a chef a compliment, that is it. Yeah, that was as good as my mama's. Like, (laughs) all right, I'll take it. But uh, yeah, so it's. Yeah, we haven't gotten a lot of the divas. Like I said, it's been one one real problem customer that sticks out in my head, but mostly we're providing this service for free. And people are just especially like these like smaller like punk bands that are touring, they're so thankful to have something that isn't McDonald's or from a rest stop that they they couldn't care less what it is. It <laughs> it, it it didn't come out of a microwave. Yeah. So with the with that, like where does the money come in to like fund that then? So that's <laughs> it's definitely more of a Rachel question. Okay. I, I can barely count to ten. Fair enough. Fair if enough. I have to count to twenty, I'm taking my shoes off. Um, but in a nutshell, we do the uh, donations. Yeah. Uh, we are right now. We're actually trying to buy the house that we have rented for the last couple years. Um, so there actually is a GoFundMe going right now, and. Um, so like some bands will leave, you know, we have a little donations box. It's a, you know, it's a black box. It's locked. We have no idea who puts anything in it. Um, you know, people leave us money. Um, and then we book their shows and, uh, 
pretty much anything that comes over, you know, comes in through the door that, you know, venue X is price Y and we, anything over that is, it's mostly going to the bands to be truthful. A lot of it has come out of Rachel's pocket. Um, it's a labor of love. Yeah. Just getting it off the ground and trying to keep it going for yeah. sure. I mean, nonprofit that we were actually just recently, about a month and a half ago, finally approved for federal nonprofit status. Yes. So prior to that, it was a lot of labor of love. It was, <laughs> we were paying for everything and what have you. But I mean, if it, that's exactly, the name is Feed the Scene. That is exactly what it is. Feed your scene, support your scene, whether it be a food scene or a music scene, whatever it is, you know, support it however you can. And that's such like a dope thing that like like to offer that to those kids out there trying to make it and do Absolutely. their thing and stuff like that to give them a, a good meal and a and in, in, in a house and stuff like that for a and night instead of a van. Like that's house, that's fucking dope as hell. I think Real it's shit. Twenty twenty six. We can sleep twenty six people. We have eight sets of bunk beds, and then the couches actually convert into bunk beds. <laughs> if you go online, you can actually look like on Facebook and what have you. There's pictures. Um, but we can house, I, I want to say it's 26 people, um, or is the most like with air mattresses on the floor. Yeah, yeah. So there's multiple bathrooms and, uh, it, it's kind of like a, that house it, has to get fucking crazy sometimes. It has. <laughs> 26 it's fucking a, band members and a, 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 yeah. a house and shit on it's tour. A, like, a, <laughs> so I think the, like the best way it was put is it is a band and breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like kind of like a band like hostel. That. Uh-huh. That's super sick. Yeah, but everybody, um, there's been really no problems. Everybody is so respectful and just so thankful for it that they are respectful as shit. That's amazing. And yeah. the, the first rule of feed the scene is no spunk in the bunk. The second one is no dying and then no drugs. <laughs> Nobody's doing hard drugs. Everybody's being super respectful. You know, like we, you know, we have some beers, we bullshit. And other than that, though, it's it's pretty chill. So. Sick. That's so, that's so yeah, cool. that does sound awesome. That's really fucking cool. It's super cool to hear about that. With back in into Pittsburgh now, since we can't have anything cool like that in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Right <laughs> we're <now>. working on <laughs> it. I mean, obviously I live here, but we're working on it. It's yeah. it's a process. Um there's actually uh Siren Productions. They are trying to open one here. It's called the Tour House. It's a, a similar concept. Uh they wouldn't be like the food involvement, but just kind of like a place for touring bands to at least have a place to crash. Like I've, I've certainly taken in quite a few bands that uh, just had a really good reputation you know, uh-huh. over the years. And it's, all right, well, you're going to be sleeping on my floor, but by all means, dudes, yeah. make yourselves at home. Definitely. With Pittsburgh and, you know, being a business owner and a soon-to-be business owner eventually. Uh-huh. There was um, a little chirpy over there. There was a chirpy? You said that it was a 30 minute thing? Yeah, maybe it won't. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My leg fell asleep. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Was it that? It was. Hey. Why do you want to hear? <laughs> <laughs> you want to pee? Do we have time? You can pee, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> if you keep talking to them, I don't care. <laughs> Well, it's actually, it's more of a business owner question anyway, yeah. so. I don't know. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my question for you two, while we have a restroom break here, uh-huh. is trends in food, 
Just mm-hmm. like with music, yeah. you know, you get trends, hot trends in music. What's yeah. what's and I feel I notice this in in food too, definitely. Do the two of you keep an eye on these trends? Do you with you already being a business owner, do you try to like factor those things into whenever you're doing new seasonal menus? Uh, I just try to stay with the season when I'm factoring the menus and stuff. But I do uh, always keep up on what's going on in the world and stuff. And I mean, things always change. That's the one cool thing about uh, food and, and what we do and stuff like that yes. is that, you know, it's it's forever changing. Like there's a wealth of knowledge that'll never stop. So, I mean, I always keep up on the trends and how things go and change and stuff like that because – Everything now is different than when I started doing this years ago. You know yeah. what I mean? It so. seems like since you've opened the place, at least on the surface, that things are going well enough that you don't necessarily have to compromise what you want to do no. in terms of the, the menu. Like you've been just putting out your things and it's working, right? Yeah. yeah. And there's there's been places where I've gone and I won't name names, but some people that I know that own restaurants well one in particular that just cannot fucking get it together always switching up the menu and it just seems like there's no like real passion and yeah. it just seems like you're just trying real hard to be something that you're not yeah and just I feel like, like music it's like, like, that's exactly <laughs> what it is <laughs> you're faking the funk man yeah 100 100 and i feel like you know with like this place in particular i find that the situation is the person that owns it wants it to be more of a nicer place. He wants it to be a place where people are going to go and they're going to drop 40, 50, 60 yeah. bucks, right? Yeah. But when it opened, I could go down there, get a burger, fries, and beer for like 20, 25 bucks. Yeah. You know, like that's what I, like, you know, I mean, especially since it's, it's a small neighborhood place. Yeah. But now you can't do that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, who you the don't fuck, know? like, it's like, I understand it's like it's probably really hard being a business owner. I'm not a, I've never been a business. I don't know. So I understand like probably if shit gets desperate, you know, desperate men do desperate things, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so you're probably just trying really that's, really hard that's to like That's the biggest giveaway, man. Like when you see people start doing that kind of shit, like that's it's desperation. Next thing you know, you got Groupons, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like next thing you know, you you see a Groupon from them like that's, but, that's desperation. Just, but, but I also I feel like too it's like desperation and at the same time like I wonder how much of it is ego. It's like is it that hard to just go back to just doing like simple neighborhood shit? You'll probably have people all around here coming back in here. But the, but the thing is is like in all honesty like um, I'm, I'm, it's probably hard to keep a, a business yeah. open too with yeah, that kind I mean, of shit. It's, it's a thousand moving parts like it, it and it's it's just never stops. Like I told you, like it's just never stops like you have to love it and have the sickness and be married to the bullshit you know what i mean yeah and if but, you if you want to like have a certain like caliber of ingredients or quality of things you know what i mean but like, that, but that's what it comes down to with changing that shit i've known a lot of people that can cook really fucking good but they just don't know how to make any fucking money you know what I mean, and it's a it's a recipe of a lot of different moving things in life. To, <laughs> to like be being prom- in a band, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a lot of different things and moving parts and and things to pay attention to actually be successful. But when you see people like you, the example you gave, like change and stuff, and they 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 haven't found their niche and they don't know what they're doing, like. If you don't, if you're trying to figure out your niche while you're trying to operate and you ain't giving yourself any kind of identity whatsoever, like you're. You're fucked. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I mean, you're a sinking ship. Like, you better hope you figure something out quick because nobody's going to even know who you are. You don't have an identity. Like, you got to set forth who you are and what you're going to do and stuff like that. So, if you're changing like that so much, that's bad news. 
That's real bad. So hope you got hope you got it together, Steve. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty confident that I got it together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean real rap. It sounds he like you got it. a solid so, solid thing. Like you you have your your direction and you have your vision of what you want to do. You know yeah. what I mean? And you just give the best possible product. Like you said, no B size breaded chicken tenders like that ain't fucking fried chicken, dude. Yeah, like, especially shit, man. Line, you know? <laughs> It's not. You know, so you know you have that direction. Getting back onto some just sort of positivity and maybe for anybody that's still listening that isn't a business owner or a chef or anything like that, uh, let's just do some quick little shout outs of uh, Pittsburgh places. Maybe, Matt, if there's anywhere locally that's not Streets on Carson that you might want to give a shout out to that people should check out. Um, I mean, I'm always a sucker for gaucho. I mean, that's just like one of my favorite places to eat and stuff. I mean, good good grilled meats. But I mean, places that I like mess with, like little places like Kasab's down in the south side, Mediterranean. There's a little Mexican spot on the Bovin Market Square, Las Valas. Me and my yeah. wife always get takeout from there. She's pregnant and she loves it. So I've been eating the shit out of some Mexican from there lately. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just little, little hole in the wall spots. Yeah, I know you it's know hard to I mean? say. There's a lot to choose from. Like, yeah. There's a lot of. It's really hard to keep up with all of the, like the independent food places that are in the city. There's a lot of good ones too. Yeah, so it's yeah, cool. and I, it, 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 like you put me on a spot. I just like the shit that I eat on the regular. <laughs> 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 I mean, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, just little hole in the wall spots. You know what I mean? Yeah. What about you, Jamie? I work in Lawrenceville, uh, so I spend a. Well, I live there too, so I spend a lot of time there. Um, Round Corner Cantina, man. Friday afternoons, yeah. it is like clockwork. It is like religion. We go there on uh, Fridays for the uh, ten dollar taco or burrito with the uh, rice and beans. They're fucking amazing. Uh, remedy, but I mean that's just because they have the coldest beer in town. But uh, <laughs> always trying new things. I just. Kind of new places are popping up, and some of them are kind of like what you were saying. They, they're just they're so damn overpriced. It's like I'm, I'm paying your rent. I'm not paying for the food that you're providing me. I'm paying your rent, yeah. and I am paying for that thousand dollar light fixture that you have above every oh, yeah, table. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. there's I, a there's a place in Lawrenceville that makes good food, but it's 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 a little bit expensive. I'm like, if everything on this menu was like three or four bucks cheaper, I'd probably feel a lot better yeah. about coming here. And I know it's only but three or four bucks. You're paying for the decor, and it's like, like, I don't yeah. care if that light was made from a real mason jar or a fancy one from Italy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't you just want to eat the food. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I hate that. Like, I this is gonna sound goofy as shit. One of the best places to eat in Lawrenceville is Barb's Corner Kitchen. That place is a dive. Hole in the wall or stinkies even down on um, Hatfield Street. A hole in the wall. Best food in town. And the thing is you're not paying for the decor. You're not paying for the name or the high end. And those are the places I like that you're you're paying for that home-cooked food. You're you're not paying for, like I said, that $1,000 light fixture. And and I I can't find it in myself to do that. Like some places I'm like, okay – I'll pay it because the couscous industry is amazing. But <laughs> I hate paying eighteen ninety nine for a freaking appetizer of it. But I have it in me because it's that delicious. But yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd rather find those hole in the walls, those mom and pop, like you were saying, like looking for soul food. 
that you know most soul food places aren't high-end pop-up joints. Yeah. They've been around some of the – this is going to sound crazy. The, probably the best food I've heard, have had in Pittsburgh in 10 years was some from from some guy's yard up in uh, East Liberty. <laughs> oh, I believe it. You go up there. So there's two <laughs> gas stations when you go up Washington. Mm-hmm. Like kind of near the wheel mill, you make that left. Go underneath the train tracks. I think it's Kelly Street. Uh-huh. And you go underneath the train trestle. There's a guy on the right. He has an old 50-gallon drum smoker. Yeah. <laughs> it's sketch as fuck. I haven't gotten <laughs> sick. I haven't gotten sick. I'm just saying I've eaten there several times. Oh, my God. Like... <laughs> And I mean, this guy's doing it kind of illegally. So please don't anybody listening report this guy because if you do, I will find you <laughs> and I will fully am messing on you. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, his food is amazing. And it's just this guy in his yard with a 50 gallon drum that he's smoking and grilling meat in. Well, I yeah. think the, the point that that brings is, you know, something that is a really good point where I think people do need to take chances on not just like, oh, like I'm going to type, you know, best new restaurant into Google and then go there or go off of the ratings of what everybody else is saying. I'm sure a lot of those places are great, but I think that you should adventure with food. And it's also, you know, some of these new restaurants, they're so, I don't want to say overpriced, but like they're just pretentious. Yes. They're pretentious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't make a lot of money. I'm, I'm not one of those hoity toity, you know, uh, computer techie types. Yeah. I, I do a labor job, you know, I, I don't make a shit ton of money. And it's like, if I'm going to give it, I'd rather give it to somebody like you that's building a business and, yep. or like that guy up in East Liberty. I can't even remember his name, but I, I just know where he is. I know how to get there. And I'd rather give my money to him, man. He's supporting his family and keeping the dream alive, I guess. And I'm a big weirdo about that too, about spending my dollar like, where it like like where's it where really going? Yeah, yeah, like where it's going. I'm real weird about You're that not kind of shit. Paying somebody's Butler Street, yep. Lawrenceville <laughs> rent. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. serious. Yeah, like you know, like a place like you're paying off. Like you know, like you said, somebody's light fixture, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe the people that are working there, like maybe your your waiter, or your waitress is really fucking cool, but you know they're probably not getting shit from what you're. Mm-hmm. Exactly, they're not probably making they're, a whole lot of they're money. They're still making that two eighty three yeah. an hour. Yep. They're not. They're not paying them any more generously. And it's like, and, and the funny thing is, like living over there, or, or you know, working over there, and I'm there early mornings, and I see the Cisco truck pulling up. <laughs> if if you know anything about the food industry, you know yeah. what the Cisco truck means. It means <laughs> that they are not using locally sourced produce and farm goods. <laughs> they're, no, they're, they're, it's from fucking Cisco. You know what's re- you know what's real funny? <laughs> I mean, absolutely, rest- get some of your shit there. You know, like you can't get everything locally sourced. <laughs> But it's locally sourced butter. <laughs> the cow's name was Betsy. Like, fuck out of here, man. It's from Cisco. Yeah. You, I go to the restaurant depot when I stand in the, the checkout line. And, like, you get caught up there for a minute. Everyone Always. wears their, like, chef jackets or the business names of their shirts. And I just stand there like this and I, like, watch them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I see all your locally sourced blah, blah, blah <laughs> shit. You ever on your card from the depot. And I laugh about it all the time. Yep. I'm like, oh, all you guys that sell this stuff are, like, fresh made and you have a whole cart full of frozen shit you on your card. You hand-breaded that fish? <laughs> yeah. With what? The cardboard box it came in? Yeah. Did you shred like, it? real shit. I see it all the time. I'm like, and that's right, what cool, I mean. I, I'm the same way. Like I yeah, see it. I'm like, the Cisco truck is literally there just bringing <laughs> yeah. it in. Like, and it's, don't believe everything you read on the internet. Yeah. I, it, what you were saying uh, that, you know, don't believe these reviews. 
I mean, maybe believe the reviews a little bit, but don't, think that, don't Google the, the hottest new trend or restaurant. Go and try it for yourself. Well, I think that's yeah. the best thing to do is if you see something, even if you've never heard of it before, if it looks kind of cool, take a chance on it. It's like Absolutely. what I always tell people about shows. Like there's local shows happening all the time. If you got nothing going on, a show only costs five bucks. Just go in there and watch the bands. Have some beers. If it's bad, it's bad. Leave. If anything, yeah. you're <laughs> but take a chance. Learn. Yeah, like do if something. Anything, Learn. You're either going to hear the best band you've ever heard. You're going to hear the worst band you've ever heard. Either way, you'll have a story to tell when you. Yeah, listen. and exactly. you know what? It's always <laughs> you made that. You've made that band's night because guess what? They got gas money to get to the next Definitely. city. Definitely. Or they got money to buy a hot dog from the Flying J on the way to the next city. <laughs> yeah. And maybe People, next year they come back and they're better. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's the truth. And people will, you know, always be happy to get that knowledge. Like, hey, I found out about this really cool band. You know, people might be happy to learn about that. But even more so, people will be more than happy to hear your story about how bad a band was because people love stories <laughs> shit when you're talking shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the truth. That's the truth. I think probably the best band that I've listened to lately that's like, you know, smaller, like, you know, local indie band or whatever was just kind of a took a chance on a band and didn't regret my decision. So it's just take a chance, man. What, what's it going to hurt? It's, exactly. It, it, granted, you can't unhear it, but it's not <laughs> physically injuring you. Well, I mean, that's a, to you take know, a it's, chance it's, on a band. You know, it's like an hour or two out of your night, you know, but there's plenty of hours to come. And like, if you take a chance on a plate of food and it's not good, I mean, it sucks having like a shitty plate of food, but yep. You know, you can always stop at that MTO on the way back and make up for Hell it. Hell yeah. It never hurts. <laughs> there is, there is nothing better than a, a, a schmiskit. <laughs> That's uh, what they need in Lawrenceville, the sheets. Oh, my God. Sheets will never build within the city of Pittsburgh limits. Oh There's some fucking ordinance. Yeah, I God. heard about that. They did start delivering to my house recently, and dear God, thank God for Grubhub. <laughs> <laughs> you can Grubhub sheets? Yep. <laughs> you just changed the you, you, you can Uber eat sheets in probably like two years. All I, all I got is gecko. And and I mean that ain't sheets. Nothing is sheets. There's or that, Wawa. There's that there's that sheets yeah. right off McKnight Road that's not too far. The one yeah. That's, yeah, that's the one I, I get yeah. my food from. It has to be. That's, <laughs> that's the only it's one like that's even kind of close. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even care. It's still delicious. What about uh, Steve? I don't want to leave you out of yeah. this contributing conversation. Absolutely. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah, there's a few places that I want to plug that aren't where I work. I'd say, um, uh, just like you, I live in, I, I live in Lawrenceville. I'm right around the corner from Bun Me and Tea, and I love those guys. Yeah, that Pork place and roll is awesome. And some Cafe Suda. Like, man, it's a spot every time. But um, aside from them, um, all the barbecue spots over in Homewood. Love those guys. Like every last one of them. They're great. Um, and I, I definitely want to plug them because the I'm, – I'm, I'm sure you guys have all heard of Spork Pit. Yeah. Good idea, but the way it was, the way it was presented really shat on all those guys in Homewood. And like I – I read about this. Yeah. I, 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 I really want to make sure that people know – that there are people in Pittsburgh doing barbecue that aren't Spork Pit, and you should go check those guys out too. I actually sure. just did a, a, a rib festival in Pestin Show. Yeah. yeah. Did you? Nice. Congrats. Yeah. Congratulations. It, it was on my mama. <laughs> 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 Homemade barbecue sauce from scratch. It was, it, we were 
selling out every night, and the other companies couldn't even keep up with us. So sweet, Hell that's yeah. what's up. And it was a locals only rib festival. It was not a. It wasn't that bullshit down at Heinz Field where you, you know like everybody just has their you know their dick measuring contest with their trophies. It was a locals only. It was you know small companies and yeah. We we ran it with half as many people and did twice as much business. That's sick. Yeah. Congrats. That's awesome. Guess, it, no, that is. is that yeah. sick? Is that what the young people say nowadays? I am a senior citizen today, officially. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think that's pretty much about it. You know, like I don't really have much we could probably keep talking for a while, but oh, we gotta yeah. we gotta cut it off eventually. I wanna I got some drinking to do. It is my birthday after Yeah, all. it is. <laughs> that's Happy right. birthday Happy again. Birthday. Thank you. I do wanna thank Matt. Jamie, Steve, all of you for coming over and chatting a little bit about food and music and stuff like that. If you please go check out Streets on Carson. If I wasn't sitting in a room with Matt right now and somebody was asking me a place to check out, I would probably I have suggested Streets on Carson a lot of times to people. Always I, a delicious I, I am meal. Primarily uh, a vegetarian diet. Not a hundred percent, but primarily my girlfriend's vegetarian, so I kind of we stick with that. So the places that I can offer tend to be a little bit more limited, but uh, I would definitely shout out Streets on Carson for having great vegetarian options. Eleven of them, bro. I've got love for you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think that's about it. So check out Streets on Carson. Please look into the mm-hmm. feed the scene on Facebook and things like that if you want to learn all, some stuff. All of the social media. All the social medias. <laughs> yeah. And Steve, you got to keep us in the loop with you know what happens, what's to come for you. I absolutely will. I'm thinking about a year or so. Hopefully, if everything goes to plan, I should be up and running. Yeah, whenever, whenever you're I ready. I will be first in line. Hopefully. Nice. I will be there as well. Yeah, Appreciate we'll all come. And hopefully, hopefully by the time you're ready to open my new food and music podcast here, we'll and, have, and he'll have a, <laughs> taken he'll have off. Your uh, your second customer in tow, or mm. third customer in tow. That's right. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it may be, we find out tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to be anxiously checking your Facebook page. Hey, like, check it out. What check is the baby? <laughs> there ain't none of them dumb gender reveal things. My wife was like, we ain't doing that shit. I was like, nice. I was like, you're the best. Babe. I feel like I would, I would want to know from the day I got the positive test. Like, all right, what is it? Well, she was saying to me, she was like, uh, uh, she was like, so how do you feel and stuff? And I was like, and we were talking in the car today. I was like, listen, up to this point, I was like, I just want, I just got to know what I'm doing. I was like, I'm such a control freak. I was like, I got to, I got to know what I'm getting into first. I was like, I need to know what, which direction I'm going here. Yeah. You know, Two so. twos or Tonka trucks. That's it. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I got to, I got to get my mind right and uh, focus on what's going on. So tomorrow we find out. Tight. Well, congratulations on that. Happy birthday. Best of luck in your future endeavors. Thank you. Whole lot of positivity. And we're going to end it on that. Thank you. My Thank name you is- so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, man. And uh, this is an outro. And that's all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. One more time, Matt, Jamie, Steve, thank you all for coming by. I'll be back again next week or the week after. I don't know. Things are really hectic right now. We'll see what goes on. But shit will be up eventually. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2018. Can I get a whoop whoop? Whoop, whoop. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>